Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, this is George Gamond, and welcome. Tuesday, hopefully everybody's day is going really, really, really well. And we've been talking about we and my spirit guides and I and you have been talking about meditation for the last few days. And that's one of my focuses, current focuses, and I hopefully will be a focus I'll have for a while, is on meditation and the benefits and the practicality and why to meditate. I'm giving you a little bit about on a personal level, individual level, some meditations that you can use. But today I wanted to talk about the effect of meditation, not only on society, but what effect it can have on the family or you as an individual or your groups or whatever, whatever associate, whoever you're associated with as in government or individuals. So I wanted to get into that. What kind of inspired me to do that was a book I've been reading by Dr. Joe Dispenza. In one of the last chapters in the book, it does talk about meditation. It talks about the effect of meditation on society, where groups of people who meditate together can have a huge impact on the world itself. And thought, well, that's a good one. Now, I'm going to take it from this macro view of meditation and some of the articles on this, that some examples of how meditation can have an impact on us as society, but also on a personal level, on a family level, because, you know, the macro is fine. You know, it, it brings about world peace. So, okay, good. But, you know, people talk about world peace all the time. Love to see world peace. Well, how can I bring about world peace? or the end of crime, or, you know, just all these little social problems that we see. What about more peaceful government, right? What can we do? Meditate? Yeah, why not? So let me give you an example, and I'll let my spirit guides talk about this, and maybe they have a meditation that you can use. I've kind of given one this morning a little bit that we can personally use as we do our meditation sessions to change the environment that we're in on a macro and a micro level, the macro being the world, the community, the nation, but also on the micro level being personally, but also within our small groups and our families and meetings and so forth. And I was just thinking about that. And we're going to get into examples, but what if you worked in a company? And what if the company at the beginning of every day had a 10-minute meditation and meditated on peace and cooperation and productivity. Why not, right? Okay, let me give you an examples uh, on the macro level and an article I thought was rather interesting from Psychology Today on on, a, on the micro level of how it can affect. And let's let's talk about it now. Again, I'd love to take your calls, and if you're a meditator and you practice. And maybe we'll get back into, and I'm back on Thursday, we'll talk about how some real practical meditations that you can do that that can help in your family and, and the community and so forth and so on. Because it doesn't have to be long. And meditation does not have to be for hours. You don't have to go live in a cave somewhere and meditate for weeks at a time to make changes. You can meditate for a few minutes every day 
to that will have an impact. So let me give you an example. This is from Dr. Joe's book. What is the title of the book? Well, well yeah. Uh, I'll get it to you later. Let me let me do this. I, let me go through these examples, and I'll go back and give you example the name of the book from Dr. Joe Dispenza. Okay. In what's considered one of the top three peace gathering studies in the Western Hemisphere, Iran Corporation Think Tank assembled a group of nearly 8,000, sometimes more, trained meditators to focus on world peace and coherence during three periods ranging from 8 to 11 days each, from 1983 to 1985. There was a lot going on in the world. We've always had wars. We've always had problems, right? It's not a current phenomena that's happened in the last, you know, since 9-11, 2001, right? Okay. The results show that during this time, worldwide terrorism was reduced by 72%. Can you imagine the results and positive effect as well as the speed at which they could occur if this type of meditation and mindfulness was a part of the educational curriculum? That just reminds me of a, I guess it was on Facebook or someplace, I saw an article where children who had delinquent behavioral issues were taught to meditate and how in the classroom, if they were able to meditate for a few minutes every day, how that had an impact on the classroom. Now, the same thing is true in prisons where people are taught to meditate and how would an impact it can have on the environment in a prison. Okay. So moving right along, let's get back into the article. In another study, this time in India from 1987 to 1990, 7,000 people gathered to focus on world peace. During the three-year period, the world witnessed remarkable transformations towards world peace. The Cold War ended. The Berlin Wall came down. The Iran-Iraq war came to an end. South Africa began to move towards abolishing apartheid. And terrorist attacks subsided. What surprised everyone was the swiftness of which these global changes occurred, all in a relatively peaceful manner. Think about that. Now, some people say that's just coincidence, but there's so many examples in this book, and, and if you want to study this on your own, the impact of meditation on world affairs, think about it. You know, Look it up yourself if you don't believe it. And we'll, we'll let my spirit guides talk about why. Okay, we'll let them talk about why if they're willing to do that. Okay, let's let's move on. In 1993, from June 7th to July 30th, approximately 2,500 meditators gathered in Washington D.C. in a highly controlled experiment to focus on peace and coherent energy. For the first five months of the year, violent crime had been steadily on the rise. Yet soon after the study began, a significant significant Statistical reduction in violence, as measured by the FBI Uniform Crime Reports, crime and stress in Washington, D.C. began to occur. These results point to the fact that a relatively small group of people united in love and purpose can have a statistically significant effect on a device population. Okay. So what if you got conflicts in your community? You know, instead of having peace rallies and protests, why not have meditations? Peaceful meditations with groups of people meditating on harmony, meditating on peace, meditating on love. Why not? Okay, that's that's the emphasis today's show is if you want to make changes in the world or, or your community or your family, 
practice meditation and make it a effort, a continuous effort within your community and your family. Okay, let's move on. On September, well, we won't go into that one. This is about 9-11 and how the outpouring of energy after 9-11, how that the, the emotional change and the emotional charge had an effect on the magnetic field. That all of this caring and support and sympathy and empathy for the victims of 9-11, the, the attacks on... Washington D.C. and New York City and the, you know Pennsylvania had a huge impact on the magnetic field in the pop in the world. Okay, so we, we won't go into the rest of the article and but um, so the book I was going to give you the name of the book so you know becoming supernatural how common people wait a minute okay let's go back let's get the full. Becoming Supernatural, How Common People Are Doing the Uncommon by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Okay, so that's the book if you want to read it for yourself. And so you can go through it. So that's that's what we've been talking about, how you, us, people, groups of people can have a huge impact on society. And it's a vibrational energy that we're putting out because I talk a lot about vibration, don't I? Okay, let me get into another example. And this is on more of the global, you know, this is from Psychology Today, and this is the author is Ken Wilber, who is a spiritual philosopher, and I believe Ken is a Buddhist. But if I remember correctly, uh, you can correct me on that if you know Ken. Okay, but I believe he is. But that's all right. Okay, this is a story about a meditating pres- president of Mozambique, President Shisano. 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 In 1992, the Mozambique Civil War came to an end after 15 years of devastation and and around a million casualties. The company was completely broken, showing all signs of being trapped into a cycle of conflict and corruption, which had affected many African countries. But the president, Shishano, whose forces had won the war, surprised the world by acting sensibly and empathically. Rather than trying to soar up his own power base and enacting vengeance, he treated the rebel forces who had been trying to overthrow his government with respect. He made compromises, promised there would be no persecutions or punishments, and offered the rebels half of the places in the Mozambican army. He gave them the chance of gaining power through political means. Rather than trying to crush the rebels, he began to work with them. Two years later, Mozambique's first ever multi-party elections were held, and he and the former rebel leader came to -to face-to-face in the polls. He won the election and set about the task of reestablishing lasting peace by reducing poverty. Between 1997 and 2003, almost 3 million people were rescued from extreme poverty out of the total population of almost 20 million. And if you put that into numbers that you might – we have like 325 million, 330 million people in the United States. That would mean that 3 million people would roughly – one out of seven, six and a half, seven people were in poverty. So that would mean in the United States that one out of seven out of 300, that would be over almost over almost 50 million people in this country would be living in poverty. That's a lot of people to be living in poverty. This led 
So it, in this country, if you look at 50 million people being liver, li, delivered out of the poverty cycle, amazing, huh? Okay, this led to a 35% increase in the number of children dying, decrease in the okay decrease in the number of children dying under the age of five, and an increase of 50, 65% in the number of children going to primary school. His ability to set aside differences and connect with former entities Mozambique has brought back from the brink of self-destruction has indeed become one of the Africa's most stable and peaceful countries. So what made him so rational, compassionate as a leader? Okay. Obviously, you're probably going to already know the answer on this. And the answer is, in 1992, he learned transcendental meditation quickly becoming aware of the benefits of the practice himself. He taught it to his family, then his cabinet ministers in his wider government. In 1994, he became a requirement. Oops, something bumped. Okay, never mind. Wider, wider government in 1940 became a requirement for all military and police recruits to meditate twice a day for 20 minutes. That's a long time. Think about it. It's a really long time. He himself is, is in no doubt that the collective meditation has been responsible for the peace and increasing prosperity of his country. As he said, the result has been political peace and balance in the nature of my country. The culture of war has been replaced by the culture of peace. So from this macro level, and you think about it, wouldn't it be kind of wonderful to promote meditation? In our country, I mean, you know, and it doesn't matter what religious background you have. You can be a Christian and meditate or pray or meditate or just it's a quiet state of being where you're focusing on certain positive energies, such as peace, such as love, such as compassion. You know, it doesn't matter what religious background you have. You can meditate without a conflict and it's not that you're turning yourself over to some evil force or something crazy. You know, some people, well, if you meditate, you're going to give your free will away. No, absolutely. All you're doing is putting an energy out to universe, to God, to whatever you want to call it, to make changes in the world. And you're making changes internally. We won't talk about that. We're going to let my spirit guides talk about this in a minute, about what they believe is the meditation, the value of meditation, and how much, and so forth, and so on. Let me give you another article. This is Zenful Spirit, an article from them, Health Meditation Towards uh, Growth Wellness, okay, from February of 2017. There are many personal benefits that come from regular meditation, however, that many people don't realize is that meditation can actually help your friends and family. Here are some of the ways that regular meditation can be helped those closest to you. I'm going to post this on Facebook. Think about this. Think about this in your daily routine. Now, you don't have to do 20 minutes or 40 minutes a day, right? You can do it much more. You know, you can meditate for a few minutes. I, I, I suggest at least five to 10 minutes a day, maybe twice a day. If you can do it, if you, but think about how much TV time or how much other time you spend on other things. And if you can devote a few minutes every day to bringing about harmony and peace and cooperation in your family. Okay, so reduce the stress. The stress tends to get you down and tends, trends to filter your relationships, tends to 
filter into your relationship, then you should consider daily meditation. One of the main reasons people meditate is because it helps them reduce stress and attain a clear, worry-free mind. If you find yourself snapping at your friends and family because of your personal stress, then it may be time to consider a stress-reviving approach. You may be surprised how hidden tension can be seeping into your interpersonal relationships. Now, wouldn't it be nice if, if a family, if you got a problem, you got a problem between couples and a family, your family in general, right? Wouldn't it be nice just to meditate on a piece? And we'll, we'll talk about a few things. I'll let my spirit guides talk to you about a few things that we can meditate on in, along this line. Okay, increases happiness now. <laughs> you know, what, what do you want out of life? I want to be happy, right? Okay, I want to be happy. Happy people make great friends and family members in general, and they are easier to get along with. Those who meditate regularly have been shown to be happier, more relaxed, less aggressive, or more satisfied with their lives. Having a positive mindset is contagious. It can have everlasting benefit those around you. Meditating has shown to provide a sense of clarity, and when done right, will allow you to release negativity. Well, done right. I will. We'll talk about that. Some, if you're interested in, <laughs> I don't know if there is a right way, but I think there's there's a way of meditating with the intention of increasing happiness and lasting benefits, right? And sense of clarity and a way of releasing negativity. And I always believe that instead of releasing negativity, we're just going to stuff stuff down the negativity or or dilute the negativity with positive energy. That negativity will go away if if bombarded with positive energies. And it proves your ability to be empathetic. As you meditate daily, you be, you may notice positive changes in your life. Empathy is one of those subtle changes, and has the ability to change your mindset. Empathy is a trait that can be cultivated through regular meditation, especially if you practice loving-kindness meditation. And I know that meditation. You want to look it up. Loving-kindness meditation, it's a specific meditation. It's called a meta, M-E-T-T-A meditation, if you want to look it up. Google it, and there's examples of it. I've practiced something very similar to that in the past. I still do, actually. And it improves emotional stability. Another good example of meditation. What the benefits of meditation? I have a caller now. I got to be really brief because I do want my spirit guides to talk to you about something about this idea of personal meditation on the macro and micro, micro and macro levels. And just real highlight this real can help you listen better to others. Cool idea. It's a bonding experience. And I think that's a really probably the most important point they can make if those who meditate together on a regular basis can get closer and can get closer in a very loving and kind way. So I, I'm, I'm selling meditation, basically. <laughs> really, uh, you know, that's kind of that my thing is that meditation is a way to solve a lot of issues that are going on in, in our personal level, but on, on other levels also. So I'll take a call, but it's going to be very brief because I do want my spirit guides to talk to you for a few minutes about a little co- thought, their comments on this idea of meditation and how it can make a real benefit in your life. So let me do the call real quick, and we'll jump into that. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Hi. And whom am I speaking to? 
Okay. Sherelle, today's today's about meditation, really. So I'm really not going to go there today. If you, I'll be back on Thursday, and I'll take more messages. I'll give more messages out. Do you meditate at all? Yes. How how much? But I don't. Um, I meditate every other day, but I still don't see, feel, hear anything. But you know, I try Sorry? to no, get quiet. I said I still well, don't see, feel, hear anything. Well, that's not the point. The point is, do you meditate and do you feel better about yourself after meditating? Do you feel more peaceful? Do you feel more relaxed, less stressful? Uh, by that's the main point. Uh, it's not I'm about. Not it's not about chat, video. Yeah, it's not necessarily connecting with the other side, but it's more about how it affects you personally. Okay. Oh, okay. Because some meditation, they do have meditation videos to connect with the other side or angels or your higher yeah. self or. Yeah, I did that, yeah. and I'm probably going to do that again on Thursday. We'll talk more about that, okay? Be well. Okay, Have a good day. Enjoy the rest of your day. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think I, I probably mentioned that, and I, but I wanted to focus on this. So let me let my spirit guides talk to you a little bit about meditation and see what they have to say, and then we'll go from there. And, and some of them may be some points about when you do meditate, things you can focus on. When you meditate and when you learn to meditate, when you learn to lower your vibrate, get your vi- into a vibrational place where you're in alignment with higher energies, meditation can have a lot of benefits. But real quickly, you know, we started to mention this to George, and, and we want to emphasize when you're in meditation, you need to focus on something because the mind is really tricky. The ego is really tricky. It tries to sneak in and get you to focus on what you got to do this day or problems or difficulties or challenges, and it'll distract you, and lower vibrations seem to creep in as you try to do things. So we would emphasize the focus on certain words and thoughts and ideas to keep you focused on higher vibration. So how you focus on higher vibration is to focus on higher vibration thoughts and words. Now, one of the things that you can meditate on, and there's a few things, one of the things we'd like to mention is things that you appreciate or are grateful for in your life. If you can, in your meditation, just focus on at least three to five different things every day that you appreciate in your life. Or you're grateful for it in your life. It could be your family. It could be your friends. It could be your job. It could be whatever it is. It could be that great meal that you had the prior night. Things little and big that you appreciate in your life. You could appreciate your health. Just focus on those things that feel good. The things that you really do appreciate in your life. And in your meditation, focus on those. And, And just Kind of go over those in your mind and how and raise that vibration, raise that energy of feeling good as you mention these things, maybe it's the your pets. if you feel good about your pets, does it bring joy to your heart? So what you're doing is you're affecting your vibration, you're showing appreciation for those beautiful things in your life now. You know, we, we talk about the law of attraction, and you, you've heard so much about the law of attraction that we would say to, that when you focus on those things that are beautiful and appreciate, you're putting it out to the universe. So these are the things that I love, and these are the things I want more of. 
So the the response back from the universe is you get more of those. Some source energy will bring you more of those. But that's but what you're trying to do really more than even get that out there to receive back, you're trying to install in yourself this feeling of joy, this feeling of being happier than you were when you started. Okay, so that so you you start with appreciation. You appreciate three to five things in your life and just spend a few moments on each one of those and reminisce or focus on things that you would want to create that feel good in your life and that you would appreciate coming into your life that feel really good. Your health, your friends, your family. If any neg- negative creeps in, go back to those that feel good. Okay. Now, what, do, what what else can you focus on in meditation? We we love the expression I am. The I am expression, you probably have read about it and heard about it. The I am is an expression of who you are. I am, and then follow it with who you are. So if you want to meditate on just simple words that are high vibrational words, you can say, I am love. And just repeat that, I am love. See how that feels. I am love. I am kindness. I am compassion. I am generous. I am, and just, well, we would say also, George keeps reminding us, oh, yeah, use the word loving kindness. I am loving kindness. I am caring for others. So that I am happy. Ooh, that's a good one, right? I am happy. Just, Just repeat that. Close your eyes and just say, I am happy a few times. I am happy. And see what effect that it has on your body to say, I am happy. So find some words that feel good, that are higher vibrational, that are feel-good words. I am love is probably one of the strongest ones that you can, you can do after you say that I appreciate this. Now, these are a few thoughts, but that will get you in tuned to higher vibrations. That gets you locked into that feeling good vibrational field. Now, George had a caller. They wanted to connect with those in the non-physical world, those relatives and ancestors and friends and so forth. How would you introduce that into a meditation? I am I am open to receiving. I am open to receiving messages from those who love me. I am open to receiving messages from those who love me. Now you again, this is all about a vibrational thing. If you want to connect with them, if you want to connect with them, you got into get into a vibrational place. So you may not want to start with that. I am connecting to those who love me those who I love that are not in the non-physical world or however you want to phrase it, I am connecting to those who I love. I am connecting to those who can give me wisdom and guidance. Now, you want to start with the other meditation of the annotation first, the I am statements, the things that you appreciate, and then lead into I am receiving messages from those who can assist me in my life. There's all these different ideas we throw out there, but it's all about connecting and at a higher vibrational place because you're 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 raising your vibration with no expectations. Now you could be saying, "Well, I want to con- connect with my grandmother who can give me loving messages." I am connecting with my grandmother who can give me loving messages. I I am connecting with my father who can give me messages of peace. 
I am connecting with your great, uh, my great aunt who can give me guidance on my next steps in my life. And just leave it open and just be quiet. Just be quiet. And, you know, if there's a specific individual that you want to connect with, have a picture of them in your mind. A picture of them young and vital and healthy. You don't want a picture of them being decrepit and old. No, or sickly and old. No, you want to see them young and vital. Now, you're connecting with an image of somebody that you want to connect with, right? But you're connecting with them how they're going to appear in the non-physical world. Young, vital, healthy, strong, vibrant that's how you want to see them. So if that helps you in connecting and being able to connect with somebody, especially if you pre-plan this to connect with somebody, then do that. Just do that. Get a picture of it. Put it in your mind's eye. And if you want to meditate with your eyes open, look into the picture and say, I'm, I'm wanting to connect with this loving member of my family who can give me wisdom and guidance in my life. But we would say don't start there. Start with a meditation to get yourself into a good vibrational place and then move into the I am wanting to connect with, I am connecting with so-and-so. And make sure you have a really, really beautiful picture of them, young and vital, if you can, as best you can. Just don't have pictures of them in a negative situation, okay? So thank you for listening. We will turn the show back over to George. Bye. Okay, I'm back. I hope that you know. Hope that young lady listened to that part. I think they meant it for her or any else else that wants to connect with. That's an interesting point, isn't it? So maybe we'll do more of that. I'll be back on Thursday. We'll do more of this. Thank you guys for listening. Love you guys. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Be well. Bye now. <laughs> 